Dr. Billy Graham. He's now home with the Lord. I was telling my children today that heaven is going to be sweet because there will be uh, there'll never be any goodbyes. I don't even think there'll be any see you laters. Uh, just a long hello. No more dying there. No more crying there. No more pain there. I think we ought to talk about heaven more. Who knows, I might just preach on heaven for the next... Uh, from September the 15th all the way through Christmas. I don't know. By the grace of God, I would strongly encourage you to go to heaven. If I were you, I would not miss it for the world. No more goodbyes. Birthdays that last for a thousand years. It came up because It came up because on tomorrow, by the grace of God, my, the great editor and uh, he, uh, he, he edits publications just like I do. I don't have to tell him anything. <coughs> As long as he does not get advice from uh, Judas's and devilish people, he will do it right every time, every time. I mean, he does it exactly the way I trained him to do it. And he flat, he flat gets it done by the grace of God. Same thing for Daniqua and Danielle. And all of my children have the gift of writing and editing. Every family has their gift. Uh, uh, but anyway, it is my son's birthday, Daniel, Daniel Ezekiel, born precisely and exactly on my birthday. Now, you know, that's a rare gift from God to have your children to be born on your birthday. And my daughter, Danielle Elizabeth, she was born on my birthday, in a sense. She was born just a few days before my birthday. But for all of these years, we have celebrated the trifecta birthday 
the triple birthday on September the 15th. And we will, uh, if the Lord tarries is coming and we live, we'll be doing that tomorrow uh, as well. <clears throat> and we thank God. <clears throat> and I thank God. <clears throat> Pardon me. I thank God for allowing me to see another birthday. But I thank God more for allowing me to see my son's birthday and my daughter's birthday, Daniel Ezekiel and Daniel Elizabeth, again. Uh, I would encourage you not to take your birthdays uh, for granted. Ken Starr died uh, yesterday. Well known. You may love him or you may hate him. But he, he last time I saw him, he was the picture of health. President of two colleges, I believe. Two Christian colleges. <coughs> Prominent Christian colleges. Baylor University. And then the university out there in California with a beautiful campus uh, known for the Bill Clinton uh, trying to fix and deal with the Bill Clinton situation white water and all of that well known last time I saw him he was the picture of health in fact I saw him on television not too long ago and he's dead today and uh, you're going to die. So don't take your birthdays for granted. By the way, if the queen has to die, now you know you're going to die because it looks like, I mean, God bless her life. I tell you what, I mean, she lived a long time. A long time, man. I mean, she went through world wars and and uh, all kinds of revolutions and everything else. She must have been a praying woman. In honor of God and in honor, honor of Jesus Christ, as the old saints used to say, which is the head of my life, who is the head of my life, and uh, in honor of the Queen, Queen Elizabeth the Great, I'm going to continue to share with you her favorite hymn. I can't sing it. If my dad was still here, if he was not up in heaven singing, uh, and he was still here, he could sing it without music. You know, black folk made their own music back in the day. Mm. Praise my soul the king of heaven to his feet your tribute bring ransomed healed restored forgiven evermore his praises sing hallelujah hallelujah praise the everlasting king praise him for his grace and favor to his people in distress, praise him still the same as ever. 
slow to chide and swift to bless. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glorious in his faithfulness. Father-like he tends and spares us. Well our feeble frame he knows. In his hand he gently bears us. Rescues us from all our foes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Widely yet his mercy flows. Angels help us to adore him. You behold him face to face. Sun and moon bow down before him. Dwellers all in time and space. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise with us. Praise with us. The God of grace. Shall we pray tonight? And let's pray together. Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, Pardon me, Lord. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word on this Wednesday night. And uh, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you truly for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for the powerful and meaningful service this morning, earlier today. I praise you tonight, Lord, uh, and I pray that the people who are under the sound of my voice would pray for themselves. For in the words of Mrs. Ruby Gooding, this is indeed a praying time. This is not a playing time. And Lord, as you know, as you gave me this thought and put this in my heart while I was back in the back getting ready once again, that the wonderful thing about having a service like this and participating in a service like this and being a part of it is is somehow snaps us back to true reality for our true reality is with you and understanding that everything you have said is true reality and uh, it, it has a way of even when we hear the hymns and we pray and we read your word, everything points us back to you. And so, Lord, thank you for uh, leading me and 
and blessing us all to have a little meeting like this which is so convenient now for so many people and I praise you and I thank you tonight and I am reminded tonight as I told my children today each and every one of them as we are celebrating this massive birthday that we have celebrated for years together that uh, with all of the children we have had uh, a memorable magnificent birthdays and ex birthday experiences and uh, in spite of the devil in spite of even uh, my wife Marika White uh, who did not want to uh, give the children good birthdays down through the years for some demonic reason and but Lord we had great birthdays in spite of the devil and in spite of her uh, memorable birthdays fun birthdays and Lord I wouldn't trade these memories for all of the money in Fort Knox not a one even the late night birthdays we had from time to time and even the birthdays with Sal our dog being in the room with us and sleeping uh, beside my baby daughter and uh, we remember naming her Salvation because she got she, she came into our family on my baby daughter's seventh birthday. I can remember that day just as clearly, Lord, as I'm standing here. And so I thank you, Lord, for these fond memories. And Lord, help, uh, Lord, all of our nuclear family to remember what you have done for us. And and all of the birthdays, Lord, were miracles performed by you. I would wake up in the morning on many birthdays for the children and not have a dime. And I cannot recall a time when we were able to have a birthday for less than $100. And, uh, and Sal's birthday celebration into the family with my daughter's baby birthday was several hundred dollars but oh what a blessing that dog was to the family uh, she was truly the best family member and so Lord we thank you for those days and I give you the glory the praise and the honor and my heart is so filled with the joy as the old saints used to say, my cup runneth over. Now, Lord, help me uh, to do your will here tonight. And so, Lord, if you would allow us to live, and if you would tarry your coming, Lord, bless us to have another great celebration, and for old time's sake, Lord, we're just going to have an old-fashioned birthday dinner. And Lord, I pray that you'll bless it all. 
And Holy Father God, I pray tonight uh, that uh, you would indeed have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us who name the name of Christ in our family and in families that name the name of Christ across this country and around the globe. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures. And Holy Father God, I pray that for those of us who are saved by your grace, who believe in you, crucify, Lord, our flesh in the old man within us and fill us afresh and anew tonight with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. And uh, to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right. Deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. And grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Holy Father God, help people to realize how magnificent heaven is so that they will want to go and not miss it. What a shame it will be uh, for Lord uh, I thank you for earth, but Lord, I am convinced that heaven is something else. And Holy Father God, I pray uh, tonight that you'll help those of us who are saved, Lord, to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you would indeed save those who are lost, including my wife, Marika White, who has done today, as she's always done on Wednesdays, allowed the devil to use her, to control her, to depress her, to oppress her. Uh, and I'm convinced that she really does not have any defense against it because my wife, unfortunately, is not a saved person. Because of her pride, her stubbornness, her rebelliousness, and her witchcraft, she claims to be so. She strives to be uh, a good religious person, especially when it's time for religious services. But behind the scenes, all day long, as your holy word states, like a running faucet, uh, the total opposite of that. 
And Holy Father God, I know that in this day and time, in the evangelical way and in the great American way, which dovetails together in a demonic way, people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear the truth as to what is going on in their own families. And I thank you for leading me to be transparent about it, open about it, uh, with her acknowledging it and admitting it herself. Not being lost, but not a good woman and not a good wife and not a good mother. Uh, but you want her to come to know you as Savior and repent of her sins and to change. And I pray that she would. And all other people who are religious, uh, they show up for church sometimes and they show out. But behind the scenes, they are demon-possessed and demon-controlled, hateful, uh, angry, mad, and bitter, oftentimes for no reason. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> uh, this dovetails with the message tonight. For as you know, Lord, I have been praying for Marika White for over 34 years, especially when I realized only by your power, not mine, I don't have that kind of discernment without you that she's just not saved. And you helped me to realize that many people are in the church, but they're not saved. And the reason why they continue in sin and persist in sin and rebelliousness and stubbornness is because they have never been born again. They love their darkness rather than light. And Lord, I thank you for blessing me to be able to pray about this openly now because I know there are thousands of other marriages that have a similar situation where one is born again and saved and the other is lost and you are the only power that is holding the marriage together the power of your Holy Ghost and your Holy Word and you're giving the extraordinary grace to the other spouse who is saved to deal with the spouse who is filled with devils and demons. Oh, but they don't want anybody to know it. They love to put on the dog. They even love not only their own wickedness and sin, but they love the hypocrisy of it as well. And so, Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight that you would cast out the devil and uh, the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and uh, Tobias out of my wife's life and out of the lives of other people in my family who have this problem. They know who they are. And uh, this is a generational curse. We saw, we have seen this in living color. And Lord, I just pray that, and as I've prayed for years, that you'll protect my children from it because it will impact their 
married life or lack thereof it will impact their children because it is a very unloving demonic spirit and uh, I have even told my daughters that uh, they should not even get married or have children if they're going to be anything like their mother and, and they know how painful that is to have a mother who does not want to hug you who does not want to say I love you uh, is demonic and even seemingly to me beyond not having natural affection uh, and so Lord I pray that they would be totally different I pray that they will do as I did uh, with the failures of my parents take lemons and make lemonade and become a parent to thousands of other people and Holy Father God I do pray that you would save those who are lost revive those who are saved heal those who are sick comfort those who are grieving and mourning have your Holy Ghost in all that you do I don't know I have no clue I have no idea all the things that you do Lord to move people to salvation but I know you do it for you did it for me and I am uh, as you know the last person on earth who should be saved. Now Lord you know that. I understand what Paul was saying when he said I am the least of all saints and the chief of sinners but I am what I am by your grace and that is truly for real in my life. I was not looking for you. I was trying to run away from the church. But you found me. You walked me down. And I thank you. And uh, Lord, you know the last thing on earth I ever wanted to do was preach. Like my dad. Last thing on earth. But yet, you called me to preach anyhow. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor now for 43 years. And so, Holy Father God, in spite of the devil, in spite of uh, my Jezebel wife, my thorn in the flesh, uh, I wish I could say she has been my sweet thing, as uh, Dr. Luther calls his wife, but that has not been the case with me. And uh, I thank you for how that you uh, have given me your grace uh, to serve you even more than what I would have otherwise. <clears throat> and so, Holy Father God, uh, grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, your freedom, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your holy word and to preach your holy word and <clears throat> Lord help my daughter Danielle to send me uh, the prelist 
uh, so that we can pray over the prowlers on Wednesday night as we've done for thousands of Wednesday nights uh, down through the years. And uh, uh, I pray that she would send it to uh, my phone and to my email. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as I do not have it before me right now. I pray that tonight, no matter what's going on in our lives, for those of us who truly have believed in you, based upon John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Lord, lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties. Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding, and your joy unspeakable, and your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. Every last one of us who name the name of Christ and who actually believe in him. And Lord, I do pray that you would deliver us tonight from all of our sins and distresses and afflictions, cares and worries and anxieties and tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. Tonight, Lord, help us to go to bed with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Lord, deliver us who are saved tonight from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, car problems, uh, and all other troubles and difficulties that we're facing. And uh, Lord, thank you for remembering mercy and grace in the midst of your rebuke and chastisement of us. And punishment on others. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your wrath. Thank you for your chastisement and rebuke and your mercy and your grace. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight that you would protect, Lord, all of my family members and all of my brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. I pray especially for my children, Danny, Daniel, all of my offspring, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, Danielle, Duran, Danielle, and Quasia. And Lord, I pray that you will protect us tonight from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray that you would uh, place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels. And cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. 
In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Have us all to do everything we do for your glory, praise, and honor. And for the lifting up of your Holy Son who is sitting at your right hand, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, just refresh it. <clears throat> I want to briefly preach in your hearing tonight by the grace of God a series that my youngest son Daniel Ezekiel who has a strong preaching biblical name but has made it clear to me and I'm okay with it uh, that he is right here just bring that down. That he is not. That's good. That's good. Yeah. He's not a preacher like David Jeremiah. And David Jeremiah has a biblical name and he's called to preach. But I told all of my children, if God has not called you to preach, uh then uh, don't try to do it for me because you got to have the calling upon you. I don't want any sons going out of here like Andy Stanley talking about he's, he, 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 he was not called. He's not, they're not called that they are volunteers. We don't need any volunteers in the pulpit. Volunteer out there in the church but don't you can't be talking about you a volunteer a preacher there's no such thing God has to call you you may be you may have a desire and, and that may be a part of your calling but uh, if God has not called you to preach and you know for sure uh, then you don't need to be doing any you don't need to be doing that job by the grace of God, I want to preach in your hearing uh, a title that I have awkwardly uh, titled The Prayer That God Will Refuse to Answer For, I said, Every Child of God. Uh, I might want to say for sure for the 
God Called Preacher, Part 2, Praying Through the Bible, Message or Wednesday Night, number 492. That means we have seven more Wednesday nights until we almost come to the end of this series, which my oldest son, Daniel Ezekiel, I mean Daniel White the Fourth, and I added up a long time ago that it would go uh, a little bit past 500 preaching on every passage in the Bible on prayer on Wednesday nights. Now I never thought I would be the one to finish it and I may not be but I do want uh, one of my sons to finish it if I don't finish it. Please turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 7 to 10. Paul is writing, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. Now let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something about God. Now God's going to do whatever he needs to do to get you humble and to keep you humble. Now that's for sure. If, he, if you're a child of God and especially if you're called by God, I believe I heard, I, I read something yesterday, and I said, you got that right. Somebody said that before God can use you, he must humble you. I think I saw that in a, a Christian magazine recently, a couple of days ago. Huh? Is that right? And those of you who know, you know that's right. God is not going to use you until he humbles you or helps you to understand that you need to be humble when you're dealing with God. God did that to me a long time ago before I met my wife. Oh yes he did, buddy. He made it very clear to me that I, I, I'm glad you're saved. I appreciate your, your being saved. I'm glad you finally uh, yielded to surrendering to my call but let me help you to understand right from the jump that I'm in charge here for the rest of your life and then I started to say to the Lord Lord but I want to help you know try to generate some money on my own and get a job and so I, I don't need God told me I don't need your help son and he proceeded to show me that every time I tried to help he slapped it down no, 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 because I, I know you. you. You want to be in control of things so that you can kind of do as you please and, and serve me when you want to. Uh, I didn't call you like that. 
I want you to be full time for me. You know how he called me to be full time? He, act, he, he told me one day, or he asked me, how do you do that? No, he said, Daniel, somebody has to be full time for me. That's, all, that's how he spoke to my heart. I know that sounds strange to some of you people. That's why I don't tell you anything. There's a lot of things that God has told me I don't tell you. I don't tell you. Because see, you, you got to know Danny B. Number one, Danny B. did not want to even get saved, as they called it back in the church days. I wanted no parts of that. Because the men were seeming to me, seemed like to me, effeminate, and the we women were in control and dominated the men. I, no, I, I, don't want, I don't want any parts of that. The men, the men who did go to church, they didn't understand the concept that the Dallas Cowboys played the Washington Redskins at 12 o'clock noon, uh, not at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That was a problem. Okay, they were not m manly men to me. And the last thing on earth I wanted to be was a preacher, because my dad was a preacher, and I, I bore his name. Now let me tell you something: God can fix you. See, that's what we used to say on the dirt roads of James City. Uh, I'll fix you. I'll fix you. Sometimes we were playing. Sometimes we were serious. But see, God can fix you for real. God will give you a name that you don't even want. <laughs> and God will have you to call you to do something that you don't want to do. Because he's God, and he will make it clear to you that uh, uh, since you are serving me, that's what it's going to be. You are serving me. And, as, uh, you know, and God, is, you know, God is very loving, but he will make it clear in his love how he wants things to be done. See, that's what so, so, uh, that's what so many people don't understand in the church today. They want to do it their way. But God will help you to understand, or oh, it's going to be done my way. Or, or I will not be blessing you. And I will not be using you. I'll use somebody else. Don't, don't ever think that you're indispensable because you're not. <laughs> Woo. Mm-mm. I, I don't want you to think that way. God does not want you to think that way. Because God can fix you now. Oh yes, He will. And, and and some of us have to learn it the hard way. Oh, but you will learn it if you want to serve God and be His child. You're going to learn it, my beloved. God is good, and God is good to you, uh, but you don't want to cross God uh, and disobey God, because God can fix you now. And uh, uh, verse 8, let me see verse 7 again. Uh, what I was sharing with you is that God... 
wants you to be humble. And if you do not humble yourself before him, God will humble you. Because God cannot use you. He can't really bless you until you get real humble real quick. And this is what Paul is dealing with here. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. He prayed about it three times. <clears throat> that it might depart from me. Paul wanted to go away and, and Paul was used to getting his prayers answered. You understand? He prayed about this three times. Some of us, we would have prayed about it 20 times. And he said unto me, just like I told you, God said unto me, I'm telling you, I, I don't tell you all this. I don't tell you these things because you think uh, that somebody is bragging or you don't believe it. And so I don't even tell you. But God will speak to his children. In a very special way. You don't believe me? If you're a child of God, you pray tomorrow. You pray tonight. Pray about a problem that you're having and see if God will not give you several solutions. Where does that come from? Where, 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 I can't hear. I can't hear you. Where do these ideas come from to solve your problem tomorrow morning? They come from God. You didn't think of it until you started praying. So where did it come from? Huh? I dare you to pray. I dare you to pray. I dare you to pray first thing in the morning. You have a conundrum. Or you have a devilish spouse who's full of hell and they're loaded for bath first thing in the morning. How many of you have a, 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 a devilish spouse that's loaded for bath when they get up? And, and loaded for bath all day long and, and loaded for bath when they get ready to go to bed. They mad as the devil and still cussing and, and talking back. You better pray so that God can corral that demon and that devilish person and, 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 and at least control them until they get saved. Do you know God has done that for me many, many hundreds of times in dealing with the Proverbs one wife, a 14 one wife, the Bible says the wise woman uh, the wise woman buildeth her house up, but the foolish plucketh it down. I've asked my wife many times, which one are you? And, and, that's, and that's the time she normally tells the truth. I'm the foolish one. And when, when she when the devil and and uh my wife are loaded for bear on a Sunday morning. I got to pray extra hard 
that 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 God will corral them and restrain them. I, I know you don't want to hear the truth because you don't want to live the truth. Some of you are dealing with the same thing. I know for a fact. That's why we have hundreds and thousands who keep on coming and listen. Some mad as fire. Some of the women mad as the devil, but they still come in. Well, let me see what this crazy uh, Negro is going to preach today. Oh, he gets on my last nerve. Where's your husband at? Well, I ran him off. Well, I think you better start. You better keep on listening to me because I, I can teach you how to keep your husband. Because first thing I'm going to tell you is keep your mouth shut. Your husband does not need mouth help as far as talking help. Okay? Yeah. And you lying down in the bed right now, getting ready to go to bed. Oh, you make me so sick, but you're right. <clears throat> My grace is sufficient for thee, Paul said. Uh, I mean, in this passage, he, no, no. God said to Paul, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. That's God. These are the words of God. Paul is not going to lie on God. Most gladly, therefore, Paul said, will I rather glory in my infirmities. See, 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 my friends, see. One of the reasons why you keep coming back is because they, you know that no man in his right mind is going to tell you about his infirmities, especially when his infirmity is his own wife, not in this day and time. And she's right here with me. She's not all been out of shape mad about it because I've told her about this. Even when the children were here for years and she never repented. She didn't buckle. You hear me and you hear me well. God has a way to even make a Jamaican woman buckle, Jack. First time I saw my wife buckle under the pain of God's rebuke and humble herself down was when her, my, uh, my two oldest daughters that I raised by myself. Danny and Danita. Great daughters. Because they rose to the occasion when she didn't. They were never loved properly by their mother. That's why they're trying to find a grandmother, auntie, or somebody to love them. And if that's where they got to get their love from temporarily, then that's where they're going to get it from. Because they never got it from her. See, you don't like that, do you? Some of you wives. My husband, did I ever do that? That's, what, that's the problem. You telling your husband what he better not do. My wife better not tell me what to do. Period. I don't, I've never hearkened to the voice of my wife. And she's still here. Almost 35 years. And if she wanted to get a divorce, she could get a divorce anytime. It's just like... Uh, I told uh, uh, my daughter Danae 
I said, I believe it's best for you to stay right where you are and not go running up there to your sisters, which I knew she was she wanted to do. And you leave under your own strength and power and you leave like they did with a job and with your own place and with your own car and your license and so forth and so on. And just take your time and be obedient, submit and obey and do that so that you will never feel like you're under their thumb because that's going to happen. You don't want to do that. See, living under your parents is one thing. Living with your siblings, your equals, is another ball game. That you're going to get tired of real quick and they're going to get tired of it too. See, I told her that. I said, now, however, if you leave, and she's uh, old enough to leave, but my daughter Nanny didn't leave until she was 27. And Anita went with her because she was mature for her age and they worked together and did things together. And, and, and it worked out good for both of them. Danny, with her psychology degrees, helped Danita to get over some hurdles and things. And uh, Danita's missionary evangelistic zeal for the Lord and her business degree helped Danny with some things. And they worked together and they did good. And I told my daughter Danae that she should leave with Daniqua and they should do it the same way. So that when they get together with their sisters, they won't be feeling less than and dependent upon. See, when you get into the sister-brotherly thing and that begins to happen, that, that, that's the problem. It's one thing to live under your parents, another thing to live with your sisters and your brothers. It is a safer situation than what most people do. I thank God for him setting it up that way. And yes, let me give a shout out to Dr. Tony Evans. That's right. He doesn't know. He, 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 he does not know. I know what he has done. But I thank God for the help. He looked out for a brother. Okay. I'm not going to say anymore, but God knows what he did, and God knows what his family has done. But that, that's, that's going further than I wanted to go tonight on that. But this is the deal. I told my daughter today, I said, if you stay, it's going to be better for you. If you leave, all that's going to happen is going to be easy on me. Because you are grown. You are 23 years old. But if you stayed a little bit longer like Danny did, it would work out better for you. For you. But it would be easy on me. Because I don't have to deal with your attitude. I don't have to rebuke you about slouching and not doing your job like you're supposed to do, like your siblings do, and so forth and so on. And I've told my wife, and I haven't had to say it like that to her, because she's never told me she wanted to leave. She never told me she wanted to get a divorce. 
But I told her that if you ever you if you ever want to do that, I mean, you can do that. I don't think it'd be good for you to do that if you do that. But uh, but but the way you have acted over the past thirty something years, it will be a relief to me if you did that. But I can, by the grace of God, put up with your foolishness until Jesus comes or until I die. If you want to stay. But I would encourage you, if you want to stay, to get saved and act like you're a saved person. Be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Be full of his joy and his peace. Or at least do like many other women have done down through the years who didn't even know God, didn't know Jesus Christ, but they understood there were benefits to being a good wife and a good mother. Either way, it would benefit me. That's what I told her. Because, see, the Bible tells me in several places that it's better for a man to dwell in the wilderness than with an angry and quarrelsome woman. And that's exactly what kind of woman my wife is. Like her mother, like her aunts. Quarrelsome, angry, mad, bitter. And I see traces of it getting into my, my children. Because she... That evil communications corrupt good manners. And, that, and th th those spirits, you can't block them. If you're not strong in the Lord and you can see it for what it is, you can't block those spirits. They seep into you. And they're hard to get out. And they form a root of bitterness. And before you know it, the person you used to love... You have a, a, a bitterness in you towards that person that you never had before, but a devilish person put that spirit in you. Anyway, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasures in infirmities see and and I, I want you to understand that because that is not what Christianity has been over the past five decades it's been the opposite of that we have heard false preaching and false preachers talk about there's something wrong if you don't have a bank full of money there's something wrong if your marriage is not perfect and wonderful and dandy. There's something wrong. There's some sin in your life or something. You don't have faith in God or something. If you're sick. When Paul rejoiced with his infirmities. That's what's wrong in the marriage life. The married life of people in the church. They have been taught a lie and sold a bill of goods that marriage. How, listen, how can marriage be all wonderful, great and dandy and you both are wicked sinners? 
I mean, the queen and her husband had a wonderful marriage and romance. I can't tell. I can't call. I can't even repeat what her husband called her, the queen. We call Elizabeth the Great. I can't. I can't. Biblically, I can't repeat what Philip called his wife. I can repeat what uh, Queen Elizabeth called him, which was a derogatory uh, term. But I can't remember it. I'll get it one day. And maybe the Lord does not want me to remember it. I don't know. I, 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 I've never said. I have never said what Philip said to Queen Elizabeth II. Never in my life. I, uh, never. I've said some things now. Oh yes. I've said some words. Oh yes I have. But not that. I, I, I know exactly what he said. I can't say it. I can't, it's not going to come out of my mouth. Because I fear Jesus. And I fear God. I can't do that. And by the way, husbands, God will regulate what you can say and you can't say. Oh, yes. And by the way, too, God will allow you to say some things to rebuke the devil out of your wife. Yes, he will. He See, you don't know God. Some of you people don't know God. You think that, oh, that God's love is sweet and syrupy and saccharine. And just, 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 just. You don't know God, man. Let me tell you something. God loves you. But if you don't truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and confess your sins and repent, you're going to hell, man. You're going to hell. He loves you. He has already proven that. And, and see, God does not keep doing things over and over again. You understand me? God created the world one time. <laughs> and that's it. Flood one time. Not I mean the worldwide flood. Now you can you you can tell now how the how the flood kills so many people. Just from what's happening in America. But the major flood, the worldwide flood, one time. You better remember that. Is, 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 is the way God looks at things. Sodom and Gomorrah. So far. One time. But that doesn't mean he, he won't do it again. If you push him. The cross. One time. Well what about the people who. Are living 2000 years later. One time. You better look back to the cross. Like the other saints. Look to the cross. Forward to the cross. You better, you better get it. <laughs> You understand? God does not repeat himself much now. He doesn't. In reproaches. In necessities. Yes, in infirmities. In persecutions. In distresses. For Christ's sake. For when I am weak. Then am I strong. When you beat me down, devil, and persecutors in the family and outside of the family, uh, my biggest Judas in my case is my wife, Marika White, that the devil has used for 34 years, but has never been victorious over me. And because I've never hearkened to her words, 
I learned that from Adam. I don't do that. And I, I'm telling you, husband, don't hearken to the voice of your wife. You better hearken to God's word that is written down and what God speaks to your heart about what you need to do regarding her and your children. And you better do that. And you men need, listen to me, you men need to get, if you've never been there, most of you, most of you have never been there, you need to get to a point where you have confidence in what God tells you and what happens on the inside of you. Because God wants to use you to lead your family. God wants to use you to lead your church. And you don't need the help of your wife to lead. You need your wife to help you. You lead under God's leadership. Dr. William Secker said... As waters are purest when they are in motion. Amen. So saints are generally holiest when in affliction. I like that. I like that. Yes, sir. Mm hmm. And that's true. I like it real good. You wonder why we have trouble? Because God wants us to be holy. God wants us to be calling on Him. God wants us to depend upon Him. I've said this before, and I'm going to say this again. If I did have a wonderful, sweet, uh, 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 dainty, docile, submissive, joyful, helpmeet, I know that I would not have done as much for God as I have done. Because I would be feeling on the inside, well, Lord, I got this sweet thing you gave me over here too now. We need to go on some cruises to Jamaica land and to touch base on the, all of the other islands as well and stay there a while. And build a house out on a precipice uh, in Jamaica that we have to go to at least for six months out of the year. Lord, this wife that you have given to me. But God didn't, didn't bless me with that. And because of that, I preached way more than what I would have preached. I, I, I did more for the Lord than what I would have done. I prayed more to the Lord than what I would have prayed if I didn't have this thorn in the flesh. My wife. And I, you know what? I believe there are many men that have as their thorn in the flesh their wives, their wife, rather. How could a, and I know I hear some women saying, how could a, uh, 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 a wife be a thorn in the flesh because you are one? Not, not all wives. Thank God for the good wives. The submissive wives, wives who know how to, if you will, gird up the loins of their dresses 
and suck it up and do like the queen and just get on with it. I may not like everything. I may not like what Philip is doing. Uh, but let's get on with the program. Let's just get on with it. Let's, let's get done what needs to be done. And then we all can sit down and play with the little dogs and relax and take it easy. Uh, with a clean house and everybody fed early. Okay, there are some women like that. Thank God they get the job done. They may not feel like it. They might want to do something else, but they get the job done. And some are lost and do that. But you're not one, see. And so therefore, you're a thorn in the flesh. Always trying to hinder. Always trying to cause a problem. I believe that's the case. I do. And and a woman like that needs a strong husband who knows God and knows the Bible. And 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 not believe the lies that he has been taught by the sweet evangelical church. That you're somehow responsible for her happiness. You're somehow responsible for her 10,000 mood swings every day. You're somehow responsible for her multiple personalities. You're somehow responsible for her not being happy, not being cheerful, not being joyful. What are you doing, sir? And, they, and these men have been beat down by these pastors and these pastors' wives and, the, and, and these authors of books for years. Got them jumping through all kinds of hoops to the point they're not even seen as a man anymore by their wife or any other woman. I'll never forget that woman. Man, this is a sad story. I'll never forget that woman. I'll never forget those children. She kept on picking at that man and 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 telling her girlfriends that, oh, I'm not worried about him stepping on me uh, because he, he doesn't have any game. All, all that belittling. All that belittling and all that, that. Huh? Well, he got tired of that. And he's wrong as the devil. What he did, I, I will never forget that. He got so angry with that woman. He killed the woman. I think he killed his children, too. And took her to his job and dropped her in a barrel of oil or something like that. I mean, and he's totally 100% at fault, not the wife. Because in America, she can say what she wants to say. But if I were you, I would be careful about what you say. And that goes for men and women. That goes for men and women. You understand what I'm saying to you people who think you can just do whatever you want to do and say whatever. Not today. Ah, listen to me. You came here tonight for this right here. You need to keep your mouth shut. Learn how to keep your mouth shut whether you are saved or lost. Because you're dealing with some devils and demons. The people, they may look normal because he looked normal and looked regular. But all that talk about, oh, he ain't going to get with nobody. He was with somebody. Uh, I ain't with a girlfriend. I ain't worried about him. He ain't got no game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you know, only the devil could tell a man to kill his wife and then drop her, take her to his job and drop her into a vat of oil or whatever. And then you know it's only God who can find her. 
Are you hearing me? Look at me real good. Every day, God is telling people, learn how to keep your mouth shut. Leave people alone. God told me to tell you thousands of times, leave people alone. You out here dealing with people today? They are demon possessed. They will cut you. They will shoot you. Some I saw a word today that I haven't seen in a while. They will throttle you. Learn how to be humble and let it be. Like the Beatles told you, let it be. Let it be, let it be, oh, let it be. Wisdom, wisdom, let it be. My beloved, I must go soon. I have a birthday to celebrate. I feel like celebrating it tonight because I already have some things. In our last group of messages in this series, we looked at what it means to pray to God as Father. What a magnificent series that was. Daniel Ezekiel, the non-prophet, but a great helper in the ministry. I love that series simple title but it was it was exciting uh, in this uh, series in this new series of messages and by the grace of God if the Lord tarries his coming and we live we'll be here for a little while we are going to look at what happens when God says no to a prayer about removing uh, affliction and infirmities and problems and devilish people from your life. Hmm? How about that? Oh, I don't want to hear that. I'd rather hear the preacher who tickles my ear and makes me feel good all over. I want to hear, I get everything, I can get everything I want when I want it, even though I am not o obedient to God, even though I'm shacking up with Bo Peep and shacking up with Sylvia. Uh, you don't know God if you think that way. I'm telling you to your face. You don't know God. You've never known God. To keep the Apostle Paul humble. And from being prideful, there was given to him a thorn in the flesh. And who gave it? Class, who gave it? God gave it. See, this is why I wrote a little piece, put it in BCNN1, blackchristiannews.com. 
that you got the right one baby. Only God can give you that kind of heart and spirit. When you have a hellacious partner. And you can still say I got the right one baby. And by the way. Even the devilish partner. There's going to be some value in that person. That somebody. Oh yes. And, and, and if you are a Christian. You're thankful for every good thing. As I have told you. Down through the years. I, I got married for sex. Daniel White third. I got married for sex. To have sex without being guilty. Preacher how dare you. I dare. That's the reason, main reason why I got married. And the Bible talks about that. If you can't. If you can't contain yourself, you need to get married to your own wife or husband, whatever the case might be. For there's a fire. Yeah, there's a spiritual fire shut up in my bones, too. That's, you know, that's a spiritual thing. But there's another kind of fire, too, that's more, uh, shall I say, uh, human. Maybe even fleshly. Oh yeah, I know. I know you, sweet evangelicals, don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about sex. Oh, sex is bad. But uh, somebody's having sex in the church. All these human beings. Have you ever seen one hundred thousand people in a in a football stadium? Somebody's having sex somewhere. All those children, all those people didn't come from a petri dish, but they come from uh, somebody uh, getting down. In the words of Casey and the Sunshine Band, huh? Let's get with it. Get down tonight, evangelicals. <laughs> My sweet evangelicals. They won't dare say anything about it, but they are, they're doing it. Somebody in the evangelical church is doing it. I think one church, I uh, heard about a church down in Houston, 18,000 members. That's good. Somebody's getting busy to have 18,000 people in one church. But yet you don't want to say anything about it. There's a vivacious woman. Her last name is Gregoire, something like that. Uh, she's starting to talk about it. She made it to Christianity today. Realistically, talking about it. Huh? Uh, somebody doing something. Uh, it can't be just salt and pepper talking about, let's talk about sex. We should have been talking about sex since the time of salt and pepper. We would have reached more people. If we, if we kept it real about sex. Some of you are mad at Christian. Movie makers. Because they had sexual scenes. Huh? Why are you mad? I'm just curious. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just curious. Why are you mad about it? Did they have sex in the script? 
let's get busy. Maybe it might inspire you to go home, uh, Mrs. Refrigerator, Kelvinator, huh? And get busy. For one thing is for sure, if you don't start something getting busy, kindling some wood together, uh, you're not going to get busy. See, if you're passing like two ships in the night not speaking to each other, because you're, you, you're mad about something you have already forgotten about, huh? you're controlling things and keeping in the words of Bishop Daniel White Jr., my dad who's in heaven, I, my dad might get mad at me and whip me when I get to heaven, I don't know. And keeping it in the pocket. No, that's not where it should be. This lady, Mrs. Gregoire, she has a podcast, Bad Marriage. <laughs> and you know she upsets some people, Bad Marriage. And, these, and the women that she has upset are women who have not had sex with their husbands in three months. I've never heard of such a thing. Now, let me just, I said all that to say this. I have never had that problem from my Jamaican wife. Never, never. And I thank God. I, 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 I would not know what to do with a refrigerator woman who takes everything in the world to get her into the mood. Uh, I have to buy her rose petals and roses and I got to take her out to an expensive dinner that put us further into debt to get her halfway there. Uh, uh, I've never had that problem. And that's a benefit. That's a benefit. There's some reasons why you ought to stay married. You might have some reasons why you ought not to. But there's some reason why you ought to stay married. And see, a Christian person is thankful for whatever they get. See, some, some of you lost people don't understand that. A born-again person is going to make a... Listen, listen to me. A born-again saved person with Jesus living on the inside is going to make a, a, a bad situ a situation into a good situation everywhere they go. It's just in them. It doesn't matter. And so ladies and gentlemen There was given to him a thorn in the flesh because of his pride. I mean, f to keep him from being prideful or to be being proud. A source of continual, not always pain, uh, but to use a word from Shirley Louise White, my mother. Aggravation, huh? Or a or a pain in the neck. It's really not a pain, but it, you are a pain in the neck. Or trouble, infirmities, some kind of negativity all the time. Where you got to pray, huh? Negroes will make you pray now. 
ይሄ ነው I don't care if the white or black Negroes will help you pray. And they will get you to praying. God help me to deal with this person. Lord, I pray that you would cast the devil out of this person. Save their souls. Change their life. You're going, you're going to pray. You're going to be humble enough to pray. Because you know that only God can help you. Paul prayed three times for this thorn in the flesh. And this is a principle across the board in the life of all Christians. This is why Jesus Christ said, In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, you say, preacher, now, couldn't it be true that you are a thorn in the flesh to your wife? Yes, it could be. But here's the problem. She would not see it that way because she's not saved. Because, see, a thorn in the flesh, as Paul brings it out, is not something that's designed to hurt you, but to help you. It will make a man like Paul... Look at trouble in a different way. And glory in it. See? See, born again people know that all things work together for the good to them who love God. Saved people, it's, it's automatic, it's in them. Every bad situation that comes their way, they glory in it. They roll with it. Like this. They just roll with it. Family members turn against you. They roll with it. It's all good. It's for my benefit. Bad wife who's mean and cantankerous. You just roll with it. You roll with the punches. And knock all of them down. Like my mother told me when I was in high school. That's the saying she put in my, my school book. Whatever the book was called yearbook kind of a thing Roll, all she wrote was son roll with the punches I said go ahead mom what you know you know about that roll with the punches just roll with it David had to roll with it Daniel had to roll with it Meshach and a bad negro had to roll with it <laughs> roll with it baby if you're saved, you can roll. What? You can do the rope-a-dope, too. God will give you exactly what, what, uh, what you need at the time. At the time. You just roll with it. Rock with it. Roll with it. If you're born again, if you're saved, you can do that. If you're not saved, you ain't rolling with nothing. Because you don't have anything to roll with. You just mad as the devil, mean as the devil, hateful, and everything frustrates you and aggravates you and makes you even worse. Save people get better. They roll and they do a boxing move like this. You swinging and he, they, he ain't lay a hand on me. What? Rope a dope you. Whatever I need to do.
you see. Because there are some things God is not going to move from your life. And I am convinced one of the reasons why God has allowed you to marry certain people is to help you to grow and be all that you could be for the Lord. For his glory. And then at the same time, while you have this thorn in the flesh, by the grace of God, his grace can touch them. And hopefully bring them on in out of the cold. Always remember now God has wisdom beyond measure. To help make sure that you are not exalted above measure. And help you to keep it real and understand that you are not God. And he is. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you so much for your Holy Word and for your Holy Spirit. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for thorns in the flesh. I thank you, Lord, for helping us to get humble. And Lord, I thank you for helping us to stay humble for those of us who are saved. Revive us again. Revive us again for those who are saved. Save those who are lost. Have your Holy Spirit not to give them rest until they come to know you as Savior. Lord, I thank you for this deep passage. Uh, Lord, and I thank you for my son Daniel Ezekiel helping me with it. Uh, because this is deep and powerful and very important. And Lord, I pray that uh, millions would listen to it and that millions would hear the gospel and be saved. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, for those of you who are with us tonight on this Wednesday uh, night, You say that you heard the message, but you didn't fully understand everything. Uh, don't uh, uh, don't worry about it. There are people who are Christians and who are saved who didn't understand everything tonight. But you, but they got some of it. You may not have gotten much of anything because that is for people who is who are saved rather and if you're not saved if you're not uh, born again if you are just a church member but you have never trusted Christ as Savior uh, or maybe you're irreligious you have not gone to a church in your life and so uh, you're not saved, but you need to be. If you want to be saved tonight, if you want to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, 
The first prayer that you need to pray is what we call the sinner's prayer. But before you do that, you need to understand some things. Do you understand that you are a sinner? That you are a bad person? And that you have done some bad things? And that you're going to be held accountable by God for the bad things you do? For nobody gets away with sin. The Bible says we, we're all sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That includes you. Uh, you ask, well, what is sin, preacher? Well, have you ever lied before? Have you ever taken God's name in vain? Saying, oh my blank or thank blank is Friday. Or, uh, or something like that. Or you lied with your hand on the Bible. You affirmed and you vowed and you uh, swore that you were not lying in God's name. But you were lying to cover yourself. Have you ever stolen anything which oftentimes leads to lying? It doesn't matter how small the item was, you stole it. <clears throat> you say, well, I stole it from my uh, parents. You still stole it in God's sight. Have you ever lusted after somebody or something? Have you ever coveted after somebody or something? All of these things are sins. The breaking of God's Ten Commandments. And they're very serious. In God's sight. Maybe not in your sight. But in God's sight. And what God thinks. Matters the most. Not what we think. Have you ever dishonored and disrespected your parents? Have you ever committed adultery? Having sex with somebody you're not married to. Fornication goes right along with it. Have you ever committed the sin and abomination of homosexuality? Where you got involved in that wickedness. These are sins and I didn't even name all of them. That people have committed and done. Have you? If so you're guilty. And. Uh, if you do not. Truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of your sins. And if you love your. Darkness more than light. You love your sin more than righteousness. And you don't trust Christ as Savior. You're going to die. And spend eternity in the torments and flames. Of hell. For the Bible says the wages of sin is death. That means that you're going to die. Just like you see people dying all over the place. You hear about people dying all over the place. You're going to die too. For the wages of sin is death. 
you're not going to die because of some dreaded disease that may be the means you check out with but uh, you die because of sin my friend your soul will spend eternity in hell if you die without Christ and God wants you to know that if he will allow you and me to die because of our sins he will allow us to go to hell if we do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ that he suffered he bled and he died on the cross for our sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God and so Jesus Christ preached the good news to first and best Jesus Christ gave the most important words in the history of the world to mankind. When he said one night for God so loved the world. These are earth shaking words. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. Somebody had to pay for our sins and our sin debt. Either you're going to pay for it in hell forever or you're going to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who paid your sin debt, who took away your sins far, far away. For John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him, that's all you have to do, is look to the Savior. Look to Jesus Christ who died on the cross and believe in him. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That is perish in hell but have everlasting life. Dear friend, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Belief in Jesus Christ will save your soul from hell and give you a home in heaven. So if you're willing to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, let's pray that prayer, the sinner's prayer that I told you about earlier right now. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. This is not a time to play. This is a time to believe in Christ and pray. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, repeat it after me. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a wicked sinner, for I have done some wicked, evil things in your sight, as the preacher talked about, and I have done them repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, as I now believe with all of my heart. 
in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, I do believe in you, and I do believe with, uh, in my heart that you died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and help me to follow you in the new life Lord Jesus Christ. For I pray this prayer in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, according to the preaching of Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ said to everybody. And you called on his name and you meant it and you were sincere. May I say congratulations to you for doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Understanding that church membership can't save you Giving a whole lot of money to the church can't save you. Working in the church can't save you. Doing good deeds can't save you. Simple faith and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and uh, get my book for free titled what to do after you enter through the door and read that book and it will give you the next steps to help you to grow in the faith for jesus christ said i am the door and your believing in jesus christ means that you have entered in through that door of salvation also uh Email us and let us know that you got saved. Uh, go to the email that's on your platform. And, uh, or email me at DW3. Email me directly at DW3 at GospelLightSociety.com. Let us know that you got saved tonight so that we can rejoice with you and uh, so that we can send you some more information to help you to grow in the faith. And if you have a prayer request, send that in as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, may God bless you and may God keep you is my prayer and uh, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow morning, even on my birthday, by the grace of God, I will be here. 
to stand with you in prayer. And uh, if you have a special prayer request tonight, send it in. They'll have it on my prayer list uh, tomorrow morning. And, uh, uh, and I'll be glad to pray for you as we have prayed for thousands. Make sure you pray for yourself and pray for me. Pray without ceasing. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Let's have a word of prayer. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you so much for what you have done here, not only tonight, but earlier today. And I pray that you will help your people to understand that we must get humble and remain humble and uh, have a new mentality uh, as you gave to Paul that all of our problems and infirmities and sicknesses and troubles uh, for our good and uh, to make us stronger even when we are weak and then Lord we pray for the salvation of the lost and for the revival of the saved grant us all a good and safe and uh, uh, a good and safe night and a great night of rest and sleep and help us to pray without ceasing until we meet again in Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake amen God bless you dear friends until next time